Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Parley podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host. We chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all doing well or whatever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for checking out the show. On the show this time around, I've got the absolute brilliant Acid Throne on the show. I sat down with guitarist Chris of Acid Throne to talk all about their brand new record, Kingdom's Death. It is their debut album, and um, it's really, really good. It's a really, really good album. If you're a fan of doom metal, this album is going to be for you. But we talk about doom metal, we talk about life, we talk about punk rock, we talk about lots of different things in this conversation. We talk about the fact they have been working with Chris Fielding on the recording of this album, and Chris Fielding is obviously the um, one of the members of Conan, I had John from Conan on last year. That was a fantastic conversation. If you're a fan of your Doom stuff, you go back and check that one out. Um, Yeah, it's just a really, really great conversation. I'm really, really thankful for Chris taking the time to come and chat with us. Uh, Basically, we we sort of sort this out uh, via the means of the Damnation Facebook forum, uh, which is a very rogue place to start uh, an interview podcast. But yeah, he was like promoting his record on there, saying it's out in November. And I was like, hey, man, um, would love to have you on podcast. And that was that funny thing though turns out he's from norwich so we could have just done this in person but alas we done it via zoom uh, and as always zoom is absolutely uh fucking dog shit i hate zoom so much um there's a little bit of kind of crackliness uh, on chris's end i will see what i can do in the edit and, and it might not even be a problem but i'm just going to address it here in the intro just in case it is um but yeah i'd like to say massive thank you to chris for coming on it's a massively appreciated guys we are so close to the 100 guest episodes as i record this intro uh on the 10th of october we are eight podcast records away from hitting the 100 guest episodes i'm so so ready to hit the 100 i'm so ready because basically i've got a really cool infographic that I'm going to have printed off on nice glossy paper. I'm going to frame it in my house. So then I have literally three years of work that has been 200 guests on the Nevermind Party podcast in three years. It's a great, great achievement. And uh, I'm so, so grateful for you guys listening, supporting. And um, if you would like to help support the show further, you can by sharing our stuff on social media. And also, if you would like to help financially support the show, you can by going over to patreon.com forward slash Podcast. There we go. I've done an intro first time for a change. Normally, I do about six or seven of these. Anyway, I'm going to shut up and let you guys listen to my conversation with Chris of the band Acid Throne. Let's get to it. See you in a bit. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this time around, we've not actually had to go too far from home. We're speaking to Chris of the band Acid Throne, all the way from Little Old Norwich. How are you doing, sir? How's things? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, buddy. Good, good, good. We're um we're recording this on a on a Tuesday morning. How how's your week been so far? How's everything going? All right? Yeah, it's not too bad. I have a day off work today, so I can't grumble. Nice, nice, nice. And um, we're, we're here to chat about your uh, new record, which is out on the 8th of November. Um, I, w- I want to ask, what is kind of the mood like in camp at the moment? How are you feeling ahead of the release? What's kind of going on and things? Um, I think we're just like super stoked, really. Uh, really excited to kind of get it out. 
um yeah we're just kind of waiting at the mm. minute so it kind of feels like we're a little bit in limbo yeah um we like want people to hear the album now and yeah we just kind of want it out in the world absolutely i think that's the hardest thing isn't it it's the it's the kind of that weird limbo state because the album's been done it's created it's it's finished mastered mixed everything else it's all the pre-orders are kind of out and, and floating about and things and now it's like cool now what do we do <laughs> yeah, as a cre- as a yeah. creative person you're like ah i mean I, I don't know if i'm projecting on myself on you but like i hate sitting on my hands in a literal sense it's kind of like cool i really want people to like hear so i'll have this conversation now this isn't going out until the album's released and i'll be like i really want and then it'll come out and i'm like oh that was sick and you're like oh yeah i forgot that i kind of did that thing <laughs> like, do you know yeah, what i yeah. mean <laughs> it can be really difficult in that mm-hmm. respect um, and I wanted to touch as well on the fact that um, being from Norwich, and I'm, I'm from near Norwich as well and things, um, how is the local scene for you personally as a, a band, from a band's perspective? Because for me as a fan, I think I think they've always got a, a good selection of bands, so underground and obviously prominent, more prominent bands coming through. How do you kind of find it and how's it uh, been for you guys as kind of the local scene and things? Um, it's been really good for us. Mm. Uh, so we kind of started off, where are we? metal to the masses mm-hmm. for sure um last year yeah um and so our first show was like heat one of metal to the masses for sure and it was like a great kind of springboard for us um every show was packed mm-hmm. um and yeah we kind of like managed to kind of get through and then we played bloodstock last year yeah amazing um, and it, we wouldn't have been able to do it without the local scene yeah and like people coming out to shows um and all the other bands playing as well absolutely so yeah it's like yeah there's like there's a lot of good stuff going on at the minute um there's always shows happening yeah like in norwich absolutely um, and i I, know, I speak to like a lot a lot of bands and things and a lot of people always say that like the likes of, sort of brighton's quite cool and quite interesting in terms of like music venues and things like that and i, and I think norwich has kind of got it's got it's good things it's got obviously voodoo show voodoo daddy rooms that used to have the owl sanctuary that obviously is now that and obviously the waterfront uea things like that for like if you're a more prominent bigger artists and things like i do think it's really cool and there's a lot of cool bands in norwich that come out of norwich and things so yeah it's cool man i like it it's um so if I've got this right, then are you guys quite like a new band in that respect? Then obviously from Matters to Masters last year, how does it all come about? How does the band come about and things? So we were like a completely different band for sure. Um, I I responded to like a Facebook nice like post yeah um, was this band that Chris and Matt were in. Um, they needed a vocalist, and it was like a, a kind of like a hardcore kind of skate punk kind of band yeah for sure um kind of coming out of lockdown and stuff like obviously i hadn't done anything musical for a while so i was just like really keen to kind of get back into a practice room and just make some make some noise really yeah so yeah we kind of started that and that just kind of like naturally ran its course a little bit Mm um i was writing some like bluesy groovy kind of doomy stuff mm. just like messing around on the acoustic at home and stuff like that and uh yeah invited chris to just like drum for yeah. a bit and just have a little jam and see if it went anywhere um and then he just suggested kind of talking to a couple of the other guys in that band mm-hmm. and uh yeah then we kind of formed acid throne really Amazing. um 
So there was, yeah, myself and then Chris on drums and Matt was playing bass. And we had a guy called Craig as well uh, playing guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then nice. that's kind of how that started. And it just gelled really easily. Well, that that's the thing as well. If you can get people in the room who are, who are like-minded and kind of like just gelling and it all kind of works. Because that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people get into bands for the fun of it and for the love of it. Uh, and you know like sometimes you fall out of love and things yeah. like that and and you move positions and you change positions and things uh, and what you want to do in life so that makes that makes perfect sense so uh, i wanted to ask as well where does your kind of musical journey begin when did you first pick up a guitar when did you kind of like first fall in love with, with heavy music and was heavy music your first kind of loving things so i think i was like 13 12 13 and i found punk rock and skateboarding amazing nice um, yeah and so that was kind of me mm-hmm. through like the end of high school. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of just solidly listened to just punk rock and then kind of fell into like 80s hardcore and that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, started like a DB band mm-hmm. when I was like 18. Yeah. Um, with some friends and yeah, just been playing in bands since really. Nice. Um, kind of yeah one will run its course and then we start another one with someone else and like norwich is great for it there's plenty of people here like into the same stuff yeah. um and yeah i was just a vocalist for years really yeah for sure um and then one of my previous bands i kind of wanted to write slightly different stuff so i decided to learn how to play the guitar yeah, um, I, I mean, I think you, whole thing of- I just want to jump in. You've said that so flippantly. Like, I just learned how to play guitar. Like, I, I bought, <laughs> I bought, a, I bought a bass guitar because I don't know. I think bass is underrated, right? So I bought a bass guitar in yeah. uh, COVID twenty twenty, right? And I was like, right, we're locked indoors. I'm gonna fucking learn how to play. I've been, I play drums very, very poorly. I can just about do like a Green Day cover, a Blink One Eight Two cover, just about right. But yeah, I was like, right, yeah. I'm gonna learn to play guitar. Like, guitar seems too complicated, so I'm gonna pick up bass because bass is underrated. So I was like, I'll pick a bass, right? And I must have picked up about three or four times. And I just about learned the beginning of uh, Seven Nation Army. And that was about it. So the fact you've just gone, yeah, I just got to learn it. It's fine. I mean, it's props to you being for just pick, staying at it and things. But yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> I kind of like coming from coming from like a punk rock background and stuff. And then I was like playing in like a street punk band at the time, kind of like a bit of hardcore. So I always go on the fact of like learn three chords and start a band, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That's basically that's basically what i did nice. um and like i still wouldn't call myself a decent guitar player like <laughs> I, can, well, I can kind of write i can write some riffs yeah um but i'm not like the most efficient guy uh my theory is dreadful um the, the thing is i, I really I, enjoy doing it I was going to say, I've heard the record. It's it's very, very good. It's very, very kind of riff heavy. And I'm a riff kind of guy. Like when I listen to heavy music, it's predominantly the riff that I go for first. I'm just like, cool, that's got me in. And then if it's got some sick vocals, whatever, that's kind of cool as well. But the fact that you kind of said yeah, you started yeah. out in kind of uh, in punk rock and, and kind of skateboarding, that has quite a DIY aesthetic. Does that kind of cross over into this band and kind of your mentality as a band and things? A hundred percent. We all come from like a punk rock background, really um so that's been like a massive thing in this band um we booked our own shows and we kind of we've self-released part of this album um because like if we we can do it 
so why don't you do it yeah of course. um you don't have, you don't have to rely on other people all the time mm-hmm. um so we did have some help with like dan from trepanation mm-hmm. he's uh helped with our release a little bit so yeah. he's doing like CDs and cassettes um but yeah so like the whole diy ethic is like massive to us still and that that's the thing as well i I've, i say this a lot right on, on different podcasts and things and people who've been fans of the show are probably sick to the back teeth of saying it but it's true if you put something out into the world from a positive place right which you guys have being being a, a, a abandoned things and said and when you get people kind of shutting you down or saying negative things it's kind of like you've just got to keep doing what you're doing because nothing happened before this ban happened if that makes any kind of sense like do you know yeah. what i mean like people kind of uh, are quick to say things about me in the podcast things like yeah but this wouldn't have happened if i hadn't just bought a microphone and just asked the question and that that's the kind of thing like you can sit there and be kind of um negative and social media and things like that do you ever come across that and how do you kind of deal with that kind of because there is negativity in the scene sometimes and how do you come across that and have you have how do you deal with that i don't like i don't think we've come across any real like negativity like so far for sure um well that's good that's a good thing yeah we've got a debut album coming out that uh, some negativity. that'll be it'll be you um, know what I was, I was gonna say if it's um what you don't want is indifference if people say we love it you've done something right if people say we fucking hate it you've done something right it's the kind of middling yeah, yeah. in between of going it's all right like <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. what you do you, know, you don't want <laughs> um but no so we are like pretty lucky so far um and yeah i don't know what it is we kind of might have just like found a little corner somewhere that we kind of like are able to kind of squeeze into and yeah people kind of dig it so far which is really nice uh we play some great shows uh made some great friends absolutely. so yeah like yeah everything's right really positive at the minute. absolutely and, and i don't want to continue on this this negativity trend because uh, i want to ask how is the kind of the last few years been for you personally and obviously the, and the band and things obviously getting into the band with covid because some people have said to me oh it's been like this terrible thing or you kind of as a creative person it's kind of been like well cool i'm i, I can't like do anything else i've got to be creative because i'm stuck in my house i'm stuck in what i'm doing do you know what i mean how, how did you find the last couple of years and things so i think it's actually been okay really yeah. like obviously covid and lockdown was like really shit mm-hmm. um and you couldn't do anything kind of like super creative mm-hmm. like i could twang away on the guitar at home yeah um but coming out of it um people are people seem more receptive mm-hmm. so sure. um like the metal to the masses it was the first one back since covid yeah so like people were flooding out and like the shows were sold out um which which is great to see yeah like people coming out and supporting stuff and like actually kind of turning something really negative into something really positive yeah um so for us i think the past couple of years has been great Uh, that's the thing as well i think i it's very easy to forget what we nearly lost with you know it's bad enough with the current government who are in kind of uh forcing all this uh the uh the creativity out of the world which i'm not i'm not a politic i'm not a politics guy but fuck those guys but what i will say is the fact that the covid was a a completely uh unforeseen event right and it completely nearly fucked everything and we lost all live music and all that and we did for a little while and now when people came back to it it's like 
oh shit, like we should stop taking this for granted because this is fucking cool, you know? And and, and that's always a, a really good yeah. thing to come out of that. Uh, and speaking of, of good things, uh, the 8th of November, Kingdom's Death, your debut record, is going to be out everywhere. And it's very, very exciting. It's very, very good as I've, I've heard it and things. And it's almost the perfect time Thanks. to release this kind of record because as winter comes in and it's kind of i don't know why i kind of go in not into into a, a depressive state but like i just put on all the, the blackmail all the doomy stuff like really like heavier press because it's like winter right and it's like winter is coming as john snow once said in game of thrones <laughs> it's kind yeah, of it's, yeah. it's the perfect it's, yeah, soundtrack it's, uh, <laughs> yeah it's a pretty it's like it's a reasonably miserable record <laughs> absolutely um, yeah yeah there's a lot of kind of like themes in there which they're kind of really close to ourselves mm. um there's like there's a lot of kind of like mental health stuff in there yeah um sure. state of our country mm-hmm. and kind of the, the world we live in um so yeah um we kind of wanted to bring it out in the winter yeah and so yeah it should it should be a good soundtrack to it absolutely and did you did you uh, find any songs personally sort of difficult to finish or kind of challenging to fit things together because you know if you're taking the moat we talk going back to punk rock which obviously uh this band is not but you've got the abc structure like obviously it's not that but kind of if you take that as the building blocks of building a song did you find any parts that didn't quite gel or, or difficult to finish and when you did finish them you get that sense of ah oh, fuck thank god for that we'd finished it do you know what i mean so we kind of we were just solidly writing for it must have been six months yeah and we kind of came to the conclusion that if if a song wasn't working mm-hmm. then it's not going to work for sure um yeah so there was one song that so we kind of we practice like every monday and rehearse and stuff yeah. and i think for about four practices we were just trying to like hammer through this song that we were writing yeah and yeah it got to kind of week four and we were just like let's just fucking scrap it because yeah. it's obviously not gelling it's like we'd already written like three or something three or four before this one mm-hmm. and it just didn't feel as easy in not as easy as in like we just kind of like smashed out a bunch of songs yeah and no for sure that's it yeah but kind of like it didn't feel like it worked for us yeah. and it like flogging a dead horse, right? Yeah. Kind of absolutely. Like, you don't want to get to the end and go, Oh fuck, finally it's done. Yeah. You kind of want to like finish the song and be like, yes, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so we kind of like took that approach on all the songs and that if we didn't feel that it worked, we just pushed it aside. Yeah. Like we've still got all the riffs. I've got a million files in my phone. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, you recorded riffs. Um, but yeah, we definitely took the approach of like, if it was feeling like we were pushing really hard to try and finish a song or cram in like a middle eight or yeah. try and write a riff to finish it, like it just wouldn't work. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. we just pushed that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I sometimes do that when I'm trying to do so because I'm, Although this is a, a very technically well rehearsed setup with the with the podcast and things, I'm basically a technophobe, right? I'm fucking useless with computers. So if I'm trying to do something, I can't make it. I just sometimes go right, walk away from it, come back, and then I realised what I was trying to do was fucking stupid anyway, or, or whatever. So that yeah. makes perfect sense. So that makes perfect sense. Um, I, I wanted to talk as well about the fact that this album, if I've got my notes correct, was recorded with uh, Chris Fielding of Colan. Is that right? 
Yeah, so, yeah. So I had um, John on the uh, podcast uh, about a year or so ago, uh, and what a great fucking band! How was that experience working with him, and and how did you find all that, and how did that come about? Um, it was great, really. Um, we had loads of fun. Um, Chris is great. Yeah. And so yeah, we kind of we had a short list of who we wanted to record with. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, just kind of. I think we got, I think we just flung Chris an email, mm-hmm. just being like, sure. hey man, we're in this band and we'd like to record with you. And he just got back and he was like, yeah, cool. These are the dates I have available. Amazing. And it just worked. And yeah, like we're a doom band. Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't we want to go and record with Chris from Conan? <laughs> yeah, um, of course. He's great. And like the studio has got so much history to it. Yeah. For so sure. that was, that was another big thing for us. Like we want to go, like we were able to sit in that control room. Yeah. and record guitars where so many other people have like recorded stuff Absolutely. um yeah it was like it was a great experience great studio hospitality was amazing um 100 would go back again absolutely love that and, and is it a case of when you're when you're writing this album was it kind of ripped predominant in the studio or did you like have it fully ready to go and just record it in the studio how, how did that kind of work it was fully ready to go yeah like i sure. say we spent six months writing yeah. um and then once we had all the songs written, we just kind of kept smashing through them to try and get them like as tight as possible, ready for recording. Um, and yeah, so we rocked up to Wales, went to, got to Fall, and yeah, we were kind of prepped and ready to go. We knew what songs were doing what, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a game plan really and that, that's the thing as well go, going to wales and things it must be kind of like a little break and a little not a holiday but you know what i mean it, it's nice to get out of out of the heart of the hometown and things like that and go and, and explore sports more different as well you know yeah it was really nice so like fall is just it's literally in the middle of wales yeah for sure. and like the nearest aldi is like a half an hour drive for sure. um so you just kind of stuck kind of surrounded by mountains mm, and sheep amazing. and fresh air yeah. and yeah it's great um yeah it's such like a really nice place to be absolutely and we spoke a little bit uh, at the beginning about the fact that you guys uh play bloodstock and things as well i wanted to touch on that how was that experience uh so i want to ask as well do you kind of ever have uh, a mental kind of game plan before you hit the stage what's going on sort of like 20 minutes before you hit the stage what's go- what's going through your head what's going on backstage and things um so yeah bloodstock was really good um loads of fun i think it was our ninth show for sure Um, i mean that's a hell of a way to kick it off (laughs) yeah right so um yeah i think kind of before any gig it's always the same i don't think it matters how big the stage is Mm -hmm. um like i always kind of feel the same i always go a little bit kind of insular like i'll put my hood up and just kind of wander around and stuff yeah um and yeah, like we kind of we're pretty well rehearsed. Um, we'll always kind of practice pre-show, and yeah, so we all know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, nothing's ever like off the cuff. No, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like yeah, I suppose you will just get your game face on and yeah, try and have fun as well. Like I think that's one of the main things with it. Like I just kind of I enjoy yeah. playing shows. Um, so yeah, you just need to remember to have fun and. It will always be a good. 
Absolutely. I, I suppose I, I imagine again. I'm not. I'm not in a band. I haven't been in a band when I was like a teenager. But I think that's probably the best thing about it is it's going on tour. You have to put aside obviously the lugging gear and and all the kind of load and things like that. But the the moment you hit the stage, that's when all of it kind of fades away. And it's like it doesn't matter because I get to play this music that I love and and with my bandmates. That makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I've, exactly. got, I've got a couple of final questions before you for you. Um, and one of the questions is um, so I'm going to give you a little pretext, right? So if you buy into the question the better your answer will be. That will make sense in about 30 seconds, right? So when, uh, insert big brand here, so I normally use Spotify as an example or Apple or Amazon or whoever, when they buy this podcast from me, right, I'm going to have lots of lovely brand money. And with that brand money, rather than invest it back into the podcast, I'm going to create my own festival, right? An acid donor invited to play the festival along with all the other bands have been on the show. Now, because we've got lots of brand money and it's in the biggest field that we can get our hands on, there is no financial and there is no logistical restraint to what you could have for your rider. What would you like to have? Now, I'll give you a little bit of context, right? We've had everyone who say to me, I want like just fresh towels, water, like clean socks, all the really basic things, which again is fine. No shade on that. You can have those things. All the way to the best example I've had so far is I sat down with the drummer of August Bands Red who said to me, I want a full monster truck rally setup like the fucking proper american like you know and i've had everything from like spas to like really niche things of like there's this one bottle of red wine they make every 15 years from like this vineyard in the <laughs> south of france like really niche what would you like to have you can have one thing for yourself and also chuck in something for the band as a whole oh man this is that's a big question it isn't it like that's uh, the thing if you start yeah. thinking about it like you go what would I want? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Christ. I honestly, I don't know. So we have, like, we when we send off our, like, tech spec and stuff, we have, like, a little rider on it. Mm-hmm. And it's literally, we like, some Guinness. Nice. Some water. Yeah. Um, and some vegan snacks. Like, that's kind of, yeah, that's basically our rider. So we have never been asked what our dream rider would be <laughs> yeah in, 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 in um, this scenario you could have whatever you want like i say there's no logistical constraint and there's no financial constraint you could have anything and it's quite funny so the very first i keep i gotta stop calling this guy out because he's a lovely man but i'm gonna get him in trouble the very first podcast done this year they asked a question um the lovely uh, adam from polar just went can I have weed? Is that allowed? And I was like, yeah, if you want. Like, it's, he's like, yeah. probably shouldn't say that. I was like, oh, fuck it. It's said now. It's fine. Like, it's all good. Come <laughs> um, oh, man, I don't know. Um, just, you can give us that to, to the bar after the show. Um, and like some clean socks afterwards would be lovely. Um, nice. But do you know what? Like, we're not in this to kind of get monster trucks. No, for and sure. But you can have them if you want them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got a couple of guitars on my wish list. Yeah, like, for sure. Maybe that would be quite nice. Nice. Um, but, you know what, man? If we have some pints of Guinness and we can play a great show, nice. then, like, we're a happy bunch of dudes. Absolutely um, love that. Yeah. We're just, like, we're, like, we're here to have fun. We're just, like, here to play heavy music. Absolutely. And, that's like all we want to do really absolutely um, yeah. i love that um so <laughs> I, i've got uh, one final question before i ask you the very end question and that is what is ahead for the rest of 2023 into 2024 for the band uh tours and things like that anything you need to plug and promote feel free to to do those things 
Yeah, so, yeah, obviously we have the album coming out on the 8th of November. Uh, the pre-orders are available, like, on our Bandcamp now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our album release show at The Dev nice. uh, in Camden. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have that on the 10th of November. It's part of uh, Retribution Alive, like, Weekender. Um, we're playing Norwich on the 23rd of November. Amazing. Um, with Gavorden mm-hmm. um, and Consecration nice. at the B2. Um, we have one show in December, which hasn't been announced yet. Check Facebook, um, Instagram, all of those things for those details so, when yeah, they come that'll out. Be, yeah. That'll be coming out in the next kind of month or so, I reckon. Nice. Um, and yeah, we've got a couple of things booked up for January so far. Um, and yeah, we maybe have another pretty sizable announcement coming out tomorrow. Uh, Very exciting. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, regarding a cool show next year. But yeah, this year's kind of just like we're focusing just on the release. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking to get that out. Play a cool release show at the dev, which is free. So nice. Yeah, well, if you're. If you're if you're into metal and you're in the London vicinity or just outside and you can travel in, definitely. I mean, a free show is always a good show. But yeah, the, yeah. You, you could do far fucking worse with whatever day. It's, I'm assuming it's a weekend day, whatever day. Yeah, we're playing Friday night. It's yeah. a great venue. They say um, a Friday night you could do far there. worse on a Friday night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we played there back in July and yeah, it was sick. So yeah, we're really happy to be going back and yeah, doing that. Lovely job. Um, one final question, which I've asked every single guest that's been gracious enough to give me their time on this podcast, and that is simply, what is the best thing about being in a band for you personally? Um, man, it's just hanging out with your mates and playing music. Nice. Yeah, this is why we like started the band. This is why we are still in the band. Um, like, yeah, we still love just hanging out. Nice. And. Lovely. Yeah, just playing heavy music. Lovely stuff. So Kingdom's Death is out on the 8th of November, which if I've done my scheduling correctly, will be today or just after today. I'll just have the 8th show say. Um, Chris, it's been a fucking pleasure. Thank you for taking the time today, mate. And um, I'm hopefully going to catch up with you uh, at the uh, the Norwich show. So yeah, love a job. Yeah, cool. Awesome stuff. Nice. See you very soon. Peace and love. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Take care.